welcome to this week's episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller Podcast. I am your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and on this episode, I am joined by Colleen and KZ for a BizBuzz segment where we talk all about the different bestseller lists and what it means for an author to be a bestselling author. There are differences between each list, and we go into a little bit of detail on that, and we also go into just a little bit of detail on how these lists are compiled. We don't necessarily go into how you, as an author, can be a best-selling author on one of these lists, but we just cover the basic differences and similarities between bestseller lists. We hope that you enjoy this week's Biz Buzz segment, and if you have any questions or comments, please be sure to reach out to us. Also, we want to remind you to check us out on social media and our new YouTube channel where you can find all of our Biz Buzz segments. Right now, we are still going through a little bit of the backlog from the very first few episodes, but all of our new BizBuzz segments are now on our YouTube channel. You just need to search the author's voice in YouTube, or there is a link down in the show notes. We hope that you enjoy the information that we can share with you during our BizBuzz segment, so we wanted to give you another way for you to learn all about the different elements to being an author and without further ado our biz buzz segment on bestseller lists is coming up right after a little word from us at the author's voice this episode of the blank page to bestseller podcast is brought to you by us the author's voice the author's voice is the premier online training platform for authors speakers and entrepreneurs looking to add a new revenue stream to their business Whether you're an author looking to publish your book or an administrative assistant looking to expand your business by working with authors and speakers, we have the training programs to help you become a certified publishing professional. You can learn more about The Author's Voice on our website, theauthorsvoice.org, or please follow our social media at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find links to all of those places in the show notes. Welcome to this week's Biz Buzz segment on the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. I am joined by KZ and Colleen this week as always. And this week we're going to talk a little bit about bestseller lists. So I know in the past we've talked a little bit about what a Amazon bestseller is, but there are other bestseller lists out there. And we just kind of wanted to cover what those lists might be and what it means for an author to be a bestseller or how not necessarily how they're going to get on the list, but what does a bestseller mean to an author? So um, first off, we will just name a couple of these bestseller lists. I know we've talked about Amazon bestseller lists, um, but another popular one is like the New York Times bestseller list or the USA Today bestseller list. And I'm going to turn it over to um, Colleen and KZ to uh, see if they have any other bestseller lists that they have heard of or that are popular. So um, let me start off with Colleen. Well, um, there's also the Wall Street Journal. That's a popular one um, and pretty huge. But there's also these smaller lists. They're called um, 
the like Barnes and Noble, Publishers Weekly, LA Times. And what's really great about them is they pay attention more to the readers than the actual, uh, what would you say, Candy, author? Um, they pay attention to who's really reading it. Yes, they don't they don't pay as much attention to the marketing that's going on by big publishers. It's a lot easier for a, any author, not necessarily one that is sponsored by a a, a, a big name in publishing. Uh, an indie an indie author is a lot easier has a lot easier time getting onto the Amazon list and also these smaller lists. So, and I think readers pay attention to this. I do too. And did you know um, I've got a couple of numbers if you guys want to hear. On the New York Times, uh, to get on a bestseller list, you have to sell 9,000 books in a week. That's an author who has to sell 9,000 books in one week. And then on the Wall Street Journal, you need they need to sell 3,000 books in a week in order to get on the list. That's pretty many books. <laughs> That's more than pretty many. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, I think, that, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of books. And I think that's why with a lot of those big national bestseller lists, you see a lot of, I mean, mostly uh, the big, big five publisher, the authors who are part of the big five publishers are the only ones that are on those lists because you have to sell so many books and those. Um, so let, let's um, say then, you know, so you ha let's just say you have to sell 9000 books to get on the bestseller list is is that possible for a indie author you know it's possible peter it's i'm not going to say it's likely it is mm -hmm. it is very definitely possible doable it's been proven again and, and again it's not it's not as bad as winning the lottery okay mm -hmm. your chances are much better than that um, if you are a, a published writer and you are putting out good work and you have you're building a good uh, good following and a good background, um, it's really not that hard to sell nine thousand copies in 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 a day or a week rather. Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It takes time. So that's why these other lists are, I think, so critical. Is because how do we how do we build if we don't have something that we can say, hey, look at me, I'm good. <laughs> you know, uh, and these people agree. And uh, so I think it's important that to have all variations of these lists um, for the writers and the readers. Yeah, I would agree 100% with that. Um, I'm going to just say, like, let me just set the set the uh, groundwork a little bit here, too, so that we kind of are all on the same page. So, yes, we mentioned that there are different bestseller lists, and we mentioned some of them have, you know, certain number of books that are needing to be sold by an author to be a bestseller. Um, but how do these book book um, review sites or these newspapers or whoever is putting out these bestseller lists how do they actually calculate sales and it's it's all about sales it's how many books are being sold and you know i'm going to use the new york times because i have them up here and they actually have a pretty decent little article on their methodology on getting people on the bestseller list or books on the bestseller list but they actually go out and talk to um they have like thousands of diverse selling locations report their actual sales on hundreds of thousands of individual titles. That's directly from the New York Times. So a lot of these booksellers report their numbers to these best-selling lists, and that's how these lists are calculated. So 
in my mind, and I'll ask you two if you agree or not, but in my mind, the best way to be a bestseller, the best way to get on a bestseller is to have these relationships with these booksellers. Is that true? Is that, would you agree with that? Well, it depends I on think... what bookseller, sorry, let me real quick say this and you jump in. To, me, to my mind, it depends on what, what list you're looking to get onto, but go ahead, mm -hmm. Colleen. No, I was going to say that too. And having the relationship with anybody or any, you know, any list or person or publisher, whatever, is really important. It's it's, it's about that that uh, <laughs> relationship you have with people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, I it's... think I was just going to say I think that's why the big publishers have such a leg up on these big like New York Times and Wall Street Journal lists is because they have their relationships with the booksellers. They do, and they also have the ability to scale fast. Mm -hmm. So if if like when when lightning hits, when lightning strikes, and a book all of a sudden jumps because mm -hmm. uh, for for whatever reason it, it's it's taken the, the public's fancy. Mm -hmm. um, it can be a challenge to get enough books out fast, fast enough. Just yesterday, I saw, or maybe the day before on the Today Show, I saw um, the anchor uh, has put out a new book. And within a day, it was out of print. And they were, they were, they were there, and, and they were having to scramble to get another printing ready. And that can happen even in something as big as that, because you have mm -hmm. to know darn well that, that Savannah's book, they had to know that it was going to go big, you know, so, and it, it can still happen. So that's important too, but that's not something that the reader, the writer can be concerned about or the reader, but it is a fact of this and mm -hmm. having that relationship with, um, with multiple sources gives you the best control you have over that. If you have any, I guess. Yeah, that's so true. Um, let me uh, talk a little bit about Amazon bestseller real quick. Um, I know we've talked about this a little bit more, but um, the Amazon bestseller list is a little bit different because it's basically um, Amazon doesn't really necessarily tell you exactly their, their calculations on everything, but it is um, how many books you can sell. And it's usually through a day is how you get on the Amazon bestseller list. Is that, um, would you all both agree with that? It's not necessarily a day. It's within a 24 hour period. And what they don't tell us is when that 24 hours begins and ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that um, is different. <laughs> and it's also based on category. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it depends on how many sell in that category in that time frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's important to know too. Um, so uh, let me separate what the Amazon bestseller list is versus some of the uh, like the newspaper uh, bestseller list. So the, like we said, 24 hours for the Amazon list. If you're the bestseller in that category, you can become a bestseller. But most of the big uh, the national newspaper bestseller list are usually based around how many books you sell in a week. So that is a, another another variation. Um, I know, uh, for example, um, if you are an Amazon bestseller and an author, um, you get to be called an Amazon bestselling author, and it shows up on your your page. Um, same thing with like if you're a New York Times bestseller, you can slap a little um, sticker on the front of your book that says "I'm a New York Times bestseller," which is great. Um, but again, there are differences between the two of them. Um, 
we talked a little bit about the categories for Amazon. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Colleen, are there categories for some of these New York Times bestsellers or are they um, just one list? Oh, no, there's different there's different categories for all of them. They have um, for your fi your fiction categories, children's authors, um, young adult, that type of thing. So there are different categories for all of the different genres. Well, that's good. Yeah, that, that, that's important to know because um, I have let me just pull up the New York Times bestseller list that we are seeing. Um, you know, there's different things like they, they separate it out into like print bestseller or ebook bestseller or nonfiction or um, they even go to the, the difference between like hardcover and paperback. So there are a lot of different categories that are on these big major um national bestseller lists um so let me ask uh kz then um moving on from the you know, like what a bestseller list is what does it mean for an author or a book to be called a bestseller is there something special that um they get is there some sort of recognition is it is it something that authors should strive for Oh, it is 100% something authors should strive for. I don't believe they should stress over it. Okay, it will come eventually if if it uh, if you are following if you're if you're putting out a good product and building building your business, it will come. It is definitely worthwhile. Uh, you touched on it, Peter. You 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 mentioned that uh, they're able to uh, to claim that in their marketing, um, and it is about validation. It truly is. Um, it is recognition. It's also it's both peer recognition in a sense, and obviously uh, reader recognition, fan fan recognition. That recognition is really big. It validates. So someone who hasn't found you yet as a reader looks at that and says, "Ooh, somebody else liked. A lot of people like this person. Okay, they're a bestseller." Um, so it's it's a lot of that is um, marketing juice. Okay, it's a lot of marketing juice. But I'm going to tell you, from my perspective as a writer, the real benefit is that it really makes you feel good. I, I'm always, I always remember Sally Field when she received her Oscar and she said, they like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's that feeling. It's that right. feeling. It's like, oh, my goodness, they like my book. They like mm. what I wrote. Because a writer, any writer, puts so much of themselves into the, into the piece that uh, having that validation is so rewarding and, uh, and and writing being solitary we don't always get that so yes strive for it it's worth it yeah that, that's a great answer um, you know I, I completely agree um i liked how you said that authors should strive for it but they shouldn't stress over it because i know a lot of authors stress over whether or not they're going to land on the bestseller list when they first come out and like you said if you don't have everything set up and you don't have your business working in a way that promotes yourself and your book you may not reach it so maybe not stress over it but definitely set yourself up yeah colleen do you have something yeah yeah i just wanted to say i was reading up on this and um it said that most authors and publishers are more worried about the launch than they are about long-term sales. And I thought that was really interesting because how we, you know, try to teach our people that your book is a business and you've got to make it for long-term. It's for the life of your book, the life of you and beyond. And so I thought that was really interesting. 
Oh, it sure is, Colleen. And, and I, I love the fact that you've tied that into bestseller concept because many people believe that the only time you can be a bestseller is when you launch. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. You can relaunch to a, be a bestseller anytime you want to. You, you can have a book that you put out 10 years ago. And if you now have in place the, the, the backing to, to launch that again to mm-hmm. a new audience, well, you know what? You could be a bestseller on that one. Yeah, that's so true. And that kind of ties into a little bit about what I was going to try to close with here is, um, first of all, there, like you said, there are no time periods on when you can become a bestseller, whether you're talking about a New York Times bestseller or an Amazon bestseller. Um, but uh, one final distinction that I want to kind of uh, make is um, – so when you are a bestseller in Amazon, like we said, it it covers 24 hours. When you're a New York Times bestseller or a USA Today bestseller, it's per week. And one thing that I think is really cool is you can see how many weeks some of these bestsellers have been on the list. So you know yes. there are some very, very popular books that were released – 10 or 15 or 20 years ago that have uh that continually pop up on some of these lists because of how popular they are so um like the probably the biggest book series in at least young adult fiction in probably the entire world is the harry potter series and that those books always seem to come back to the to the top on some of the uh, bestseller list. So what what is good is yes, you do want to focus on your launch to make sure people understand about it, but you can also use that as um, as a springboard for continued success later on. Absolutely, good. What, uh, that's a great analogy for it, Peter. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that we have covered a little bit um, high level on what bestseller lists are and what it means to be a bestseller. Um, Colleen Casey, is there anything um, that you think uh, you want to touch on before we head out? I think I've said everything that I've I've, I've thought about. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I've said what I wanted to say as well. Um, I just will again repeat as as a as a as a writer and as a reader, um, bestseller is simply one gateway, one one gauge you can use. Your best your best way of finding out whether a book is good is just to pick it up and begin reading it yeah that's so true you know i think um i think labels are good in ways you know it it gives the author some validation like you said earlier but you know as a reader what your tastes are may not necessarily be what you know the nine thousand other people's (laughs) tastes are so don't don't make don't don't not pick up a book because it's not on a bestseller list exactly (laughs) yeah so i want to thank both of you for joining me this week and um, we are going to be back next week with a new biz buzz segment